0: where we gather at the table to hear each other's stories. I'm your host, Angie Smith, and I am so glad that you're here. Please pull up a chair and join us. Welcome to the Retreat House Table. We are in our series called, What Should I Know? And today we're going to talk about what should I know about Down syndrome. And so I've invited my friend, Krissa Carroll, to come and join me on the podcast today she is the founder and executive director of Jack's Basket, which is an organization that supports families who are walking the journey of a diagnosis of a child with Down syndrome. And when I thought about this topic about what should I know, I really feel like we're seeing this a lot in the news where, you know, there's a lot of conversation about Down syndrome. And I think that Chris's voice is an important voice in this conversation. And I think it's just something we need to be educated about, about um, what should we know about Down syndrome. So welcome to the show, Krista. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And it's been, um, Krista goes to my church. And so it's been fun to see from afar, because I I don't think I met you until recently, Um, but to watch your family walk this journey of, with Jack right and and how Jack's basket came to be so why don't you give us just a little bit of your history and your story with
1: Jack's basket yes well um as we you know i listened to you talk a little bit about what should we know about down syndrome up until march 25th 2013 i feel like i had just a little bit of experience of actually knowing what it is and The medical terminology is trisomy 21, Mm -hmm. which means that each of these unique individuals have a third copy of the 21st chromosome. So um, a little background, my husband and I went to Bethel close by here Mm -hmm. and um, met there. And four years into our marriage, we had our first son, Luke. And, um, just kind of entered this world of parenthood mm-hmm. and <laughs> so much learning. Right. Um, and then about two years to the day is when we were headed to the hospital to welcome our second son mm-hmm. and everything was going well. And, um, we ended up, um, getting settled in our room and, uh, the doctor came in and just kind of gave us the plan and abruptly, uh, our son's heart rate had dropped and so that's where um, the, uh, the birth plan changed mm-hmm. my type a birth plan everything <laughs> right. was going well and I was brought into an emergency c-section and um, that's where um, our world really changed and at that time we didn't know it was gonna change for the better but mm-hmm. ultimately um, Jack was born and they were waiting Chris was waiting for them to bring him back to the delivery room. And it just happened so quickly. And a nurse and a nurse practitioner walked in to, you know, come back to that original delivery room and handed over the baby to Chris, and mm-hmm. which he was still kind of startled, like, oh, that went fast. Right. Um, I was in recovery and um, a nurse practitioner said, are you aware of trisomy 21? And that's where Chris kind of looked a little bit confused and And she said, well, Down syndrome. And she listed off characteristics that Jack was showing Mm -hmm. and said, well, just enjoy your baby and left the room. And so that was my first, you know, my husband's first experience with kind of hearing those words. And Because did you have any inkling at all? No. Like any of the testing that they want to have people do? You know, the testing back then in 2013 wasn't as... I would say available or actually even offered as much. Okay. Um now here in 2018 they offer it right away. Mm-hmm. Um so my pregnancy was very typical and mm-hmm. all of the um ultrasounds everything he was measuring a little small. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I was very active in my pregnancy season. Um, so You know, my husband didn't really know if Jack would live for six hours, six days, six years. He didn't know what trisomy 21 really was. Okay. So I was brought back about a 45 minutes later, and that's when Chris told me that our son had Down syndrome. And just so many thoughts and fears, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of in a fog anyway from all of the events, right? And. um We just then started kind of navigating and... Unfortunately, we weren't given any information about the diagnosis Mm -hmm. while we were in the hospital until I asked a nurse. And I just felt like, wow, this isn't a new diagnosis, right? Down syndrome isn't new. It's been around. Right, right. That how come we had to ask, which then leads you to searching the internet. And I found in the first days and nights scrolling, Mm -hmm. trying to find someone that was going to tell us we were going to be okay trying to look at all of everyone else's stories and be like "Is was Jack going to be like this and and really ultimately I I get a chance to speak now and say you know who tells us we're going to be okay Mm. Jack does Mm. each and every day I walk into his room and so he's about to embark on his fifth birthday and I just feel like you know in the beginning you're My personality is tell me everything I need to know. I wanted I read all of the books. Like you said, with your type A, like your birth plan. Yes, give me the plan of how to raise right Jack. And ultimately, what I've also realized is each of these individuals are so unique. They have their own story, and just you know, they might have we might have commonalities in families that also have a child with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Jack is Jack and he was fearfully and wonderfully mm-hmm, made, mm-hmm. and he's a part of our family. It doesn't mean that he is just like every other person, and that's a part, too, of navigating that. Jack is kind of put in a box. Mm-hmm. He Just like the, our society generalizes a lot of people, mm-hmm. is Jack is Jack, and Jack has been more influenced by our family environment than I believe his extra chromosome. Mm-hmm because how our family chooses to believe in him and expect great things out of him, Mm -hmm. it's really just changing the perspective on all of us, right? Of saying, you know, you were made as a masterpiece, created in God's image to do great things. And I think when you look at others that way, you really get a chance to see them reach their best potential.
0: Right. And all the things that they
1: have to offer. Right, exactly. So we have met a whole group of families in the Down Syndrome community that we would have missed out on. Mm -hmm. That ultimately, um, it's such a loving, supportive, and all of us, again, um, just... Do this journey how we, you know, our families choose to. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know where you're at. I know the fears, I know the thoughts. And mm-hmm. um, so, at about Jack's first birthday, is when I kept hearing this common, like these common stories from families is that they wouldn't change their child, mm-hmm. they would change how people view their child. Mm they would change how their story began Mm -hmm. in regards to how the diagnosis was given to them, Mm -hmm. including words, I'm sorry, I have bad news, Mm. and ultimately, it's unexpected news. And as I go and speak to medical providers now, framing that language to those four words, I have unexpected news. Mm -hmm. So that when we're home and we're navigating this new journey, we're looking at our baby and cheering on those first milestones that we know our babies work hard at mm-hmm. saying why was everyone so sorry why why what do they mean bad news is my child bad mm. and ultimately knowing that everyone processes you know their this diagnosis differently mm-hmm. i've met families that are completely devastated of their dreams Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they have to grieve the, their hopes and expectations. Right. right. And I've met families that have prayed for a child for Down, with Down syndrome their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And that that grief that you, you talk about grieving that is a nurse had come in and looked at Jack the next day. And she is a part of our story and someone that I will never forget. And she said, you grieve the baby you thought and you love the baby you were given. Mm. and that gave me an ability to feel okay with my feelings mm-hmm. and um ultimately the sadness and what i didn't know at the time but ultimately to just getting a chance to be okay with my feelings and and accept move towards acceptance mm-hmm. right i think so in- were
0: you having some of those the loss of expectations or loss of what you, what you were envisioning, right. for the you future know, of your child,
1: right. Um, I think when you are a type A planner, <laughs> but, but knowing, like as a Christ follower, it's not our plan, right. right? And how <laughs> yes. much we mess that up by focusing on those plans um, <clears throat> is just what I envisioned my baby to even look like or to do and. <laughs> I have to say that so much of that was just what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've learned a lot in the last five years of, wow, God, thank you for showing me that your plan is so much better than mine. And a a whole journey that I would have missed out on, Mm. which includes... um, the ability, and I, I say this kind of a lot when I speak to groups of, I had to die to myself. I had to die to the plans that I wanted mm-hmm. to truly live for God. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's, as a Christ follower, that's truly living, right? right? Mm-hmm. And there's freedom in that, mm-hmm. to know that he's trustworthy, he will provide, right? and... Um, That his plan is good. That's what I've been learning lately.
0: It's a a good plan. It is so good. And that the change of plans doesn't mean
1: he's not good. Right. Doesn't mean that he changes when the plan changes. Right. And I feel like leading up to Jack's birth, I I knew that to a certain extent, looking back at my childhood and things. But ultimately, I didn't um, think that included a life of raising a child with special needs or, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you can learn through other people's experiences and appreciate those things. But to really get an opportunity to serve God through showing the world that Mm -hmm. each of us deserve to be celebrated and valued, and that's really what we're doing through Jack's Basket.
0: So how would you answer the question, what should I know? You know mm-hmm. what if you you know when you talk to medical providers and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and around the the conversation of the families that you've talked to about how they wouldn't change their child but they want to change the view that the world has on their
1: mm-hmm. children
0: mm-hmm. how what would you want to say to somebody
1: to educate them about down syndrome
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well what I've learned and what I think people should know is that our value doesn't come on the number of chromosomes we have mm-hmm. right hmm and that you really can't measure the heart of someone and their impact right and right. that's the part where our society focuses so much on success and measuring you know what that success looks in a very specific way right a very specific kind of success yes and I cannot tell you the amazing impact that Jack has had on us and those that love him Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and ultimately reflecting back on that of saying who are we to say whose life will have impact or not Mm -hmm. and what I feel like you should know with if you receive a child a diagnosis of down syndrome for your child your child will change you for the better Mm. I feel like Jack's life has reminded me of my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reminded me of his purpose. He's reminded me to see others in a different light than I think he's helped us to slow down and appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. We're just on this constant go, 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 and it's he works really hard at things, mm-hmm. which has allowed us to be more patient with him and with others.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's allowed us to have a lens of just reflection and kind of looking back and seeing how much growth. And, you know, you look back at accomplishments you've had in your own life and when you've worked hard for something, mm-hmm. you you celebrate those things. Right. And because Jack works extra hard at things that we take for granted, Mm -hmm. we celebrate big time, (laughs) right? right? So um, it doesn't mean that this journey doesn't have heartache, but most of the tears have not been because of who Jack is. Mm -hmm. It's been how the world perceives Jack. Mm. And my the just the you know, the way God has just made me kind of has stirred this how can we do that? How can we look at others and place value on them Mm -hmm. based on the number of chromosomes and um, it's really just stirred this passion to speak for those that cannot speak. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately he wants to just be respected and loved just like you and I. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a long answer to what you should know is is that each of our kids change us. Right. And it's taken, you know, just the reflection of the perception of even what's this going to be like. And my husband had come back early after we got Jack's diagnosis, and he said, I get to raise him. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And even, God trusted you Yes enough. For this gift. Mm-hmm. And when you see things differently, mm-hmm. and you know just knowing that God provides mm-hmm. and saying "You were entrusted with this beautiful gift, right mm-hmm. um, and it he's just opened us, like I mentioned, to a world that we wouldn't have known, it's amazing people that love people with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. therapists, teachers. Just a, I think the, I think there's a lot of people that want to know people like Jack. Mm -hmm. They just maybe haven't had the experience, Mm -hmm. and that's a partly a reason why we live our lives so publicly, and why I blog about that, and and share about the highs and lows. And because, as you know, as a parent, Mm -hmm. each child is. is unique. Yes,
0: within the same family. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, we've got two boys and they're just opposite. Right. They're just so
1: different from each other. Right. And I have two other children that do not have an extra chromosome. Mm-hmm. And everyone would always be asking, "Well, how's Jack? How's Jack?" And I was like, "Could we ask about one of the other ones <laughs> right now?" <laughs> um so, I think having a a chance to have an open mind about how as we are called as believers to just know that God has a plan mm-hmm. and an unexpected diagnosis will change you mm-hmm. and will change you for the better if you allow it to, mm-hmm. right? If you allow God to work in this and, um, see so much of it has been, well, this isn't about me. mm mm-hmm. Right? Right. Parenting, parenting. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, and, they're, and then they're like little mirrors. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> of so all much. The, yeah.
0: Yes. Of all the things. Yeah. I love what you said about living living publicly so that people can see, like, normalize mm-hmm. what it's like to raise a child with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I remember when, because we struggled with infertility and miscarriages, and then I would was you know a little older, so then I was a geriatric par- pregnancy. Yes, which is a terrible phrase. Sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and so those were, you know, those were conversations that Todd and I were having, and we chose not to do the testing because sure. we it wouldn't it wouldn't change anything. We wouldn't have done anything. Sure, we would never in any case never would have terminated a pregnancy. And and I remember having a conversation with him and saying what if, what if we have a child with Down syndrome? And really, I think it was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, his sister's his best friend had a son with Down syndrome. And they had, his sister was visiting from out of state and the friend came over with their son. And I followed him all over because he was so, his name was Lars, he was so joyful Mm. and every like there was all these new discoveries and so they and partly so that the friends could talk too sure but I followed him all over and Todd reflected back to me you know you have this fear but you know I saw you with Lars I I, I actually saw you with a child that has Down syndrome sure and I thought it was interesting and that was I was glad he did that and we ended up right having a child with Down syndrome sure but that To realize that it was all that fear, Mm that all that fear of the unknown. Right. And and I think for a lot of people, just anybody who's different than what we call quote normal. Right. There's some kind of fear. Right. Which is maybe that's part of the trying to change people's perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's what anyway, that's I love that
1: you're living publicly and educating people about that. Well, and our mind always Sometimes defaults to the worst case scenario. Right. Even some people. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, oh, well, that might be okay for them, but Mm -hmm. what if our child is like this, right? Mm -hmm. I could never do that. Right. Exactly. And, you know, people have kind of almost in a sense shared that, like, well, you know, you guys just do this so well. And it's like, you can too. Mm -hmm. You are much stronger than you think. But ultimately, that living publicly of saying our lives, don't look much different than your lives mm-hmm. we go on vacations we go um, he goes to school and he goes with his typical developing peers mm-hmm. and ultimately I have an education and background and it that's helped me navigate this but also kind of saying Jack why not let's give it a try mm-hmm. why not until we see now as I mentioned each of these kids are unique that some some of these babies, have significant health concerns, and guess mm-hmm. what their families love them like crazy,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, we are having a, our second fundraiser event, our gala um, in the fall, and one of sam sam's mom is going to come, and Sam spent a lot of time in the hospital mm-hmm. and Jamie talks so much about her love for him mm-hmm. and just how much he has impacted her mm-hmm. and i think you know you you become a fierce advocate because for any of our kids right mm-hmm. whenever they're going mm-hmm. through something mm-hmm. you you say hey we've got this right mm-hmm. um the part that i think we're trying to also do through Jack's basket is how the diagnosis is given makes an impact on a family's ability to accept mm. their new lives. And that's the disconnect. And I felt like this is a part of our mission of sharing, you know, this diagnosis should be given in an unbiased way mm-hmm. with accurate, up-to-date information, really providing an opportunity for the family to understand it better. Mm-hmm. You would be so surprised by what families are still hearing. So, for every positive experience that a family has, there's still two negative. Mm. And prenatally, the popular um, you know tests are given, which mm-hmm. some families want to do the testing just to know more, mm-hmm. being better prepared, mm-hmm. being in a place that will you know right after birth be a great place for delivery. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes. You know, just recently, a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine said, We walked into our 22 week ultrasound, and um, the genetic counselor said, Well, we're looking for bad things like Down syndrome in case, you know, we should find anything. And she's like, I just felt myself getting so angry mm. that I'm sitting here, and the very first thing they say to me is something bad like mm. Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the Down syndrome awareness of that's, you know, li- our lives with Jack and sharing, you know, in certain countries, there's a 100% termination rate. Right. And I listened to a, a medical provider say, well, we're sparing these families from suffering mm. and a life of challenges. I can tell you Jack, Jack is not suffering. Mm-hmm. He and each of our journeys experience challenges. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right. And, I, and I
0: don't think we're the better for trying to sanitize our lives mm-hmm. and make our lives comfortable. Right. And easy, and which choosing, I we could go off on a tangent on right, this. Right, right. But choosing comfort yes. over what we're called to do and what we're supposed to do.
1: And my husband and I were just talking last night about the most harmful place for a baby with Down syndrome is a mother's womb. Mm. which is a scary and very sad thing. The population of people with Down syndrome is decreasing by 30% as a result of prenatal screening. And we do. We live in a society that kind of says, well, your life will have value, yours won't. Mm -hmm. And we look at the news and we see these individuals and their choices and how they're causing pain and suffering on others. And we didn't say to them, Well, we should terminate you, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And I just think, you know, we need to see that as Christ followers, every person was created with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Everyone was, everybody, everybody, whether or not they follow Christ. Right. Everyone is created in God's image. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, So we kind of navigate this um, journey with celebration, mm-hmm. we encourage families in the you know early days, so we so Jack's basket is because you're delivering
0: baskets right so but i I'm what I'm interested in is that the first
1: one, like how did you get started
0: doing mm-hmm. it and then talk
1: about yes, what you do now, so as we were approaching Jack's first birthday, it we were just thinking, what do we want to do to celebrate? There were a lot of tears on his first, or his birthday mm-hmm. And I just, there will no longer be tears of sadness. Mm. There are tears of joy. And we said, let's give a gift to another family that would receive this unexpected diagnosis mm-hmm. and share what Jack's life had taught us in that first year. And we went to the hospital and we dropped off Um, at the time they had said there was two babies annually at this smaller hospital diagnosed with Down Mm -hmm. syndrome. So we brought two baskets and there's our letter in there with baby gifts and some resources, free programs, resources for families to connect with other parents. Right. Which is what you said you were searching for Mm -hmm. and couldn't, couldn't find. Right. And we decided that we would just, you know, do that for his first birthday and, I came, you know, through the wonderful ways of Facebook, found mm-hmm. out that a family had received the first basket, and I just cried and screamed like, "Oh my gosh, Chris, somebody got the basket." Mm-hmm. And I read what it meant to her, and mm. she just said it brought hope and encouragement and love from a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. And she said it was the only congratulations we received while we were in the hospital. Mm. And that broke my heart again. And when we were coming up with that idea of bringing a jack's basket to the hospital i had met a, f- a mom that had said same thing she felt like they were treated like they had the plague mm. they were not congratulated and if you've had a child what do right, people do right. it's a wonderful celebration of flowers yes, and gifts yes. and all the things so after i had heard this family received it i and their heartache of being treated differently, I said, we're going to do this everywhere. So I started calling every person that I knew that worked in a hospital Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I really reached out to these healthcare providers saying, can you just share with me a little bit on how you, one, diagnose a baby with Down syndrome and what is the protocol for caring for them? Mm -hmm. And they really couldn't answer you know, with Mm -hmm. how that happens. Families have had it shouted out in the like delivery room seconds after the baby's been born to providers have said, well, let's just let them go home and we'll let their provider tell them. So a whole spectrum of when and where and how the diagnosis is given. And I just kept being persistent and asking questions. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like, no more. I, I don't feel that families should leave the hospital without That's not being, good enough. Yep. And so um, my family would describe me as a little feisty. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I said at our first dinner, I said, Feisty's getting things done. Mm-hmm. And we have celebrated 500, and we're about 575 babies. Wow. So once we just kept spreading the news about Jack's Basket and what we were doing, and in the Twin Cities, in St. Cloud and Duluth, um, we have a parent-to-parent connect. So a parent Mm -hmm. delivers to a new parent. I love that. I love that model. Yeah. And uh, just coming alongside parents and loving on them wherever they're at. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we also leave them for the healthcare providers to deliver to them, and then outside of the state of Minnesota, we ship them to their homes. Okay. And we just recently had a basket go to Israel. we United yes. Kingdom, Canada, um, Australia, which is one of the top three countries that has almost a hundred percent termination rate. Wow! So we're just trying to spread the love and mm-hmm. share. And, you know, knowing that families will look back and say, wow, my child was the best gift and has really changed us for the better. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought what we were doing, you know, laying in that hospital bed, you know, on Jack's birthday, Mm -hmm. that this would have happened. And a part of that is... I remember driving down the road and saying, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Mm. And I was so scared to say it, Mm -hmm. but I knew he was going to do something big. And I was at the IF gathering when you hosted it at our church, Mm -hmm. and I wrote down on that little domino, Mm -hmm. speak for those that cannot speak. And I feel like God has equipped me to go and spread The message that these babies deserve to be loved and celebrated and valued Mm -hmm. and family stories need to change. Right. So that the diagnosis can be given in a way that honors the life and the dignity of that child. So. Right. I love that. And I love what you're doing
0: with the baskets, especially when you're able to do parent to parent Mm-hmm. delivery, mm-hmm. but just the, the celebrating, like what that nurse did for you. right? And Because I think I've heard you describe it um, another way
1: of that she kind of reminded you mm-hmm. to celebrate. Right. So, really. you know, it kind of was a great reflection of saying a complete stranger came in mm-hmm. and reminded us that he is fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And when I knew our family and friends would accept mm-hmm. our child and love on us, mm-hmm. no matter what, a stranger came in and, and said, look at your precious baby. Mm. And that's something that all of the fear and the shock and the grief kind of was so, it was providing this like cloud of forgetting what I knew was true, mm-hmm. that he was from the moment we found out he was growing in my womb. mm mm-hmm that he's fearfully and wonderfully made, just like you and I.
0: Right. Like and, every child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you said you have a gala coming up in the fall. Yes. So people, and I'll put all the information that people want to find out in the show notes. Yes. But if, if someone wanted to get involved with the gala mm-hmm. or with Jack's Basket, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so on our website, which is jacksbasket.org, Mm-hmm. you can find out information about the event which is in September September 29th at the depot oh,
2: nice.
1: and yes That's a beautiful venue well we started small the mm-hmm. first year and it sold out in 3 or 3 weeks so we have a lot of fun things planned for that and there are volunteer opportunities on the website you can you know click that link that you can come help us assemble baskets mm-hmm. um A lot of just the items that are in the basket are donated like booties and hats and blankets and that information, what we put in there. That's all listed on the website? It is, yes. There are other ways to just spread awareness. You know, World Mm -hmm. Down Syndrome Day is coming up on March 21st. And ultimately sharing just that people with Down Syndrome are... A great value to our society, and um, I think a lot of people don't know the reality of what families are experiencing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the part that speaking, ninety-seven percent of people with Down syndrome love who they are, Mm. and I was like, I know a lot of people that aren't rocking the extra chromosome that don't love who they are, Mm -hmm. right? right? So exactly. I think we need more people in the world with Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, there are ways to, you know, just follow our journey. Our Facebook page, we post pictures of the babies, babies with the baskets mm-hmm. in our Instagram. And if they
0: want to follow you on social media, what is your yeah, it's, handle? Yeah,
1: it's just Jack's Basket. Okay. Yes, and um, sign up for a newsletter and just ways to just come alongside and celebrate with these families. There's nothing better than these new parents and they see their baby with the basket. Mm -hmm. It's on social media and so many people congratulate them. Mm -hmm. And when you are unsure of how you are, you know, as a new mom or dad and you're like, I've got all these people loving on my baby and me. Mm -hmm. I can do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes just little simple things like that are encouraging to others. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and that they're seen, that they're oh. not like you talked about feeling like you were in a cloud
0: in that room. Yes. But for the families to see that they are
1: seen and that they they matter, like your story matters. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And as you had mentioned in the opening about, you know, more and more babies or or individuals are being seen in media and all of those things, you know, as Gerber baby just mm-hmm. chose. So exciting. And what I loved is he was just sitting on his, you know, little love seat there. It wasn't this mm-hmm. like perfected little, you know, what our world, we just filter everything. And right. it's like, he's a baby just like all these babies. right? And when we change the face of beauty, mm-hmm. when we, you know, raise our kids in a world that, oh, that child has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. No big deal, right? Right. One blog that I wrote was, "How will you respond to your child when they ask about mine?" Yes, answer that question. That's a great right question. Well, I think that you know, when someone asks about Jack, I would love for them to just come over and say, "Hi, what's your name?" Just simple, simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. And. I know that people are, are, you know, have questions and things like that, mm. that going back to that notion of you see him. Mm. And when we shush our kids or we are completely... Um, like don't look Yes. The way. Don't say anything or it's as if we're sending them a message that this person or this experience is bad. Mm. And I think that we grew up in a society like that, like don't mm-hmm. say anything. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... When you ask, or it's gonna open up a conversation that oh he learns just like you do. It just takes a little more practice, you know. He might not talk as clear clearly as you, and, um, and we, you know, you don't have to get into the chromosomes, mm-hmm. right? Because we as adults <laughs> are like, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just a very simple, basic way to just show to your kids that boy is a boy just like you. He's four. He loves cars and trucks and mm-hmm. um versus your you know, your child staring at our child and, you know, Jack's siblings can feel that too. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, guess what? God made us all so unique. Our hair color, our skin color, mm-hmm. the way we talk, what language we speak. What I loved about the video that you have on your
0: website is that you invited families, yeah. with with their children who have mm-hmm. Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times people will think, like you were talking about, like all Down syndrome children are the same. All Down's children, mm-hmm. children with Down syndrome, look the same. Mm-hmm. And what I what I noticed in that video is, I mean, how physically unique, right. too, right. all those children are,
1: right, and that's where it's you know if you think about genetics mm-hmm. you know you get 23 from your mom 23 from your dad that ultimately it's just one chromosome so mm-hmm. you know one of those early fears was will jack even look like that us mm-hmm. and it's like yes he Which will he totally yes he looks like <laughs> as handsome as my husband <laughs> yeah. right mm-hmm. that amazing hair um that's funny that's exactly what i'm thinking <laughs> of This hair so i think that you know To see that these children are just a part of your family. Mm -hmm. That's one thing you should know is our lives don't revolve around Down syndrome. Just Jack happens to have an extra chromosome, Mm -hmm. but he's just a part of our family. And you get to decide what, you know, how much you want that to be a part of your lives. Right? Right. So, yeah, he's just, he is such a joy. And as I mentioned about going into his room every morning, he starts the day off how most of us should, (laughs) (laughs) hands in the air, Mm -hmm. mama, you know, just the hugest grin. And a part of the letter, I said that I encouraged the families to, as Diane told me, to grieve the baby you thought, the -hmm. love the baby were given. And God will... Stitch up your heart, however your heart, whatever condition it was in going into this, mm-hmm. and really make a better masterpiece than you would have ever imagined. You just have to trust him. hmm And I am so thankful for Jack. And as we lucky few, as parents that get to raise these kids, we wouldn't change them for the world, but we will change the world for them. hmm and I'm just thankful to be a voice for that.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I I love the conversation that I get to have with my boys because they know who Jack is mm-hmm. from seeing him at church. Yeah. And what I love is that having Jack be a part of the church family in our community mm-hmm. is normalizing mm-hmm. that that my boys get to know him. Right. And just like what you're saying, that mm-hmm. he's. Just another crazy four-year-old boy who's, you know, into all of his things and crashing things and just like any other little
1: boy. I love that. And that's the thing is that um, realizing how much we would have missed out on that we think we've got to teach our kids so much, right? And it's like, they're one of our best teachers. Mm -hmm. And just as much as we think Jack needs us, we need him. Mm. Our communities need him. Right. And all of these unique individuals Mm -hmm. and that goes back to saying what what are we focusing on in in society and what are we valuing yeah Mm -hmm. and the measure of his heart is it is immeasurable Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so I ask my all my
0: guests two questions because it's called the retreat house podcast is there, how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a practice? Mm-hmm. How is it that you re, kind of
1: recharge and refuel for your day or your life? You know, I've found that running mm. has been my way to retreat, and that includes. Listening to podcasts, listening to worship music. I mean, mm. I can recall listening to Bethel music on "No Longer Slaves" Zephyr, and mm. it's like when you split the seas. So I, I can. My hands are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I have um, a friend that's a running partner, and we are, you know, a, lo- a lot of times training for something, and it just it recharges me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my husband and I go on date runs. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we got to know each other while dating. So, not only is good for our my mind, but it's mm-hmm. also good for my body and I feel like running's cheaper than therapy, although I believe highly in therapy. therapy. <laughs> it's just a good pair of tennis shoes and it really is something that I can spend time with God and mm-hmm. reflect and I get my best ideas while running. So, nice. And then my other question is if you were to
0: use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, what would that be?
1: Well, I've been told this is kind of weird, but I think it's, it's almost about my daily breakfast is uh, two eggs over hard on a piece of toast with peanut butter and jelly on it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember
0: being in the South, I think, and they put jelly on eggs. Like oh. they had sand- egg sandwiches with jelly on them.
1: Yes, it's But amazing. you didn't grow up in the South? My mom did. Oh, yeah. Did she did when you were growing up? Well, when I'd go to the South and I told them that I had rice, my grandma used to make rice and I'd put brown sugar with that. They oh, were yeah, like, that. Oh, and so. Yeah, but my mom's a Southern Belle, but yeah, it's piece of toast, (laughs) peanut butter and jelly, and then two eggs over hard on top of that. But I don't think my mom made that for us. Okay, I don't know how that creation (laughs) came, but try it; it's good.
0: I think that qualifies. Right after a run, do do that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and Jack's story and the story of your family and how God has used that to ignite this passion and advocacy in you to now turn and fight not only for Jack but for Mm -hmm. all of the children with Down syndrome and yeah it's just been really exciting to watch how God has worked in you and through you and everything that he's doing with Jack's basket and to be able to celebrate all those babies as someone who -hmm. otherwise wouldn't be able to to see the pictures come up on social media and to be able to like that photo and to write a congratulations to the family to be able to be a part of that is a privilege and I'm so thankful that you agreed to come on today
1: yes it's my pleasure I don't have a hard time talking about my love for him so (laughs) thank you for having me
0: thank you for listening to the retreat house podcast any links mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes we want to thank Isaac Turley for his music at the beginning and end of the podcast If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'll see you next week on the Retreat House podcast.